Welcome to this episode of the Safety Cast. Today, Belinda Oris is joined by Jill Green and Alex Rowe to discuss mental health in the current changing environment. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to today's Safety Cast on mental health in the construction space during these changing times. Today, we are joined by Assistant State Inspector of Psychological Health and Safety, Alex Rowe, and Senior Project Officer of Healthy Workplaces, Jill Green. Welcome, Alex and Jill. Hello. Good morning, Linda. Morning, Alex. Um, suicide rates in the building and construction industry are alarming. Workers in the industry are six times more likely to die from suicide than a workplace accident. Young and culturally and linguistically diverse workers are also acknowledged as at-risk workers, so the more we can do to talk about mental health and create an environment where workers feel they can speak up about their struggles and ask for help will go a long way to change the narrative and break down the stigma. This is a really challenging time for the sector. As you're aware, due to COVID restrictions, the industry has now faced a shutdown for the next two weeks. PCBUs and workers are feeling the stress of this. Alex, what can we do to support mental health of our workers during these changing times? Thanks, Belinda. That's a great question. Um, it's really important to recognise that change and with COVID we're experiencing so much change. Um, it can cause anxiety and stress and workers can respond to this in different ways. You know, we're all different um, people uh, as individuals. So we need to make sure that everyone stays physically and mentally healthy during this time. And there are a, there are a range of ways that we can support workers. Communicating with workers is essential. You know, we need to make sure that that occurs regularly and that includes about how your business is addressing COVID-19 and what control measures you're putting in place. Acknowledging that it's a challenging environment and keeping those communication channels open so workers can let you know how they're being affected. The other option we have is um, encouraging open discussions to help workers to share or learn from others be it uh, while they're off work or when you return to work. Uh, checking that workers know where support resources can be found. You can consider creating a central point of contact for workers to go about raising any concerns. You want to ensure that everyone's clear on what entitlements they can access during these times, particularly where workers may have care responsibilities or become unwell with COVID-19. And it's really important to understand your obligations and responsibilities to provide a mentally safe workplace under the WHS legislation at these times more than ever. Staying informed on the situation through official information sources such as NewSouthWales.gov.au, New South Wales Health, Safe Work New South Wales and Safe Work Australia um, is really important and that will help you to guide you through these times and provide that support that you need to make sure mental health of your workers is looked after. Continue to offer support services and share your support services with staff so they know where to go. And as a PCBU, use these support services yourself. It's important as leaders, as business owners, to look after yourself and your mental health and assist your workers to be able to do the same. Yeah, thanks, Alex. That's some really good points and very um, true at the moment with communicating with everybody, just even though you might not be seeing each other for a couple of weeks, just still reaching out and having those conversations is vital in um, checking everybody and keeping us all mentally healthy. Um, Jill, I know SafeWork has some great tools and resources available for PCBUs and workers to help support mental health. Would you be able to tell me a little bit more about these? Yeah, sure, Belinda. We do. We have some great resources. I think when um, when COVID hit last year, we really identified the need to have a designated page on our website. 
um, which um, has all our resources around COVID and mental health. So on our website, Mental Health at Work, there's some great tips and resources that not only the PCBUs can access, but also for their workers and their staff. Um, this page is also translatable. So we have the translation um, option there too, which is great. Um, and we've really set out um, some of those key resources because some of these small businesses don't have a, an employee assistance program. It's quite overwhelming sometimes to find what you're looking for because there's so much stuff published out there. So we've kind of done the hard work for you um, by making sure that we've got all of those resources in a designated place and um, also identifying some of those free resources that you can access um, to help with our financial burden, to help with um, reaching out if you need to. And as Alex mentioned, sometimes the PCBU um, is taking on board everyone else's stressors too, because they've got apprentices, they've got you know people that are working for them, they're a small business, they've still got to pay the mortgage and they've still got to um, you know um, manage um, their own finances. So it's really important to, to take care of your, yourself as well. Um, I think some of the things that I just want to call out in terms of what we have to offer and our mentally healthy workplaces strategy, which are some really great free programs. So first of all, we have direct practical coaching. So direct practical coaching is a service where you can actually call up. So you just register on our website, you call up and you have access to up to four hours of coaching with an expert. So you can talk about all sorts of different topics um, that can help you um, identify where your need is. And some of those topics could be around developing a policy or creating an action plan, or where do I actually start? Um, how do I offer that support? How do I implement the code of practice for managing psychosocial hazards in the workplace? So there's a range of topics, and that's a really great service for um, the construction sector. So anyone in New South Wales that is a private sector business or in the not-for-profit sector, up to 200 employees can access that service. And the other great program that we have is run by Black Dog Institute. So that's mental health training, um, and we have a number of different options that you can participate in. One is a is a webinar, so you can actually join via webinar and um, it's very interactive. They've got um, experts again on, on that webinar that can support you learn strategies around um, identifying and managing mental health in the workplace, but also strategies for yourself um, on a personal level. And then we have the e-learning modules that Black Dogs Black, back, sorry, we have the e-learning modules that Black Dog offers as well. So if you aren't able to sit in a webinar, you can um, access those e-learning modules. They are self-paced um, and they're targeted at either leaders or, or workers. So there's a number of really good options there. Um, and you can learn things that, like having a conversation or how to design a healthy workplace, how to spot some of those warning signs, um, and where to go for more support. So I'd really encourage everyone to jump onto our website, Mental Health at Work, um, to have a look around and access those resources. Thanks, Jill. It's great there's so many of those free resources available to access. Um, Alex, I was just wondering what workplaces can do to support people that have disclosed mental health challenges during this time. Well, Linda, there are some key action areas that um, can help workplaces support workers with disclosed mental health challenges. 
the first thing they can do is to maintain confidentiality. That's really important. And that's confidentiality about the information that's been disclosed to the workplace by the worker. It might be the case that the worker has disclosed their mental health challenges to a particular manager or particular colleague, but it's really important that whoever has received that information maintains that confidentiality in accordance with the, the worker's agreement. The next thing the workplace can do is to build their knowledge about mental health and mental ill health. Knowing the difference between those two things um, and raising awareness within the workplace by educating all levels of the workplace from business owners and directors down to managers and supervisors and all other workers. The next thing that I think workplace needs to understand is what factors at work called psychosocial hazards are present in the workplace that the worker might be exposed to. So psychosocial hazards are aspects of work and situations that may cause a stress response, which can in turn lead to psychological or physical harm. So Generally, these hazards stem from the way that we organise our tasks at work, the way the jobs are designed, organised, managed, supervised, for example. It can also be the equipment, working environment or requirements to undertake duties, you know, in a physically hazardous environment, um, such as construction. And it's also the social factors at work and the workplace relationships and social interactions. So just for our listeners, um, you know, Common psychosocial hazards in the construction industry include things like role overload, you know, where there's so much to do in a particular um, time frame, or there might be limited resources to get the work done in, in a certain time frame. Sometimes we see there's poor support from supervisors and managers. Uh, sometimes we see work-related violence. Um, and particularly during these two weeks, um, and for smaller business, we can see uncertainty around gaining work, you know, accessing work, uncertainty around um, whether work is going to come to a business um, and how they're going to support that. So where workers have disclosed mental health challenges, workplaces will need to consider, you know, a worker's individual needs to help them manage their exposure to what's happening at the workplace. Um, and in these two weeks where construction is not working, um, they need to manage um, support and have conversations around um, the uncertainty of work and what's happening with the COVID changes on a daily basis. So when they return to work, um, it could be an example uh, of um, perhaps providing flexible work arrangements for a period of time or helping, you know, to assist workers to uh, complete their tasks in um, a timely manner. Um, and having that conversation around that, around that. So what other things do you think we could do when um, workers need to return to work, hopefully in the next couple of weeks? Look, I think it's going to be pretty natural, um, Belinda, you know, after a period of time away from the work sites for the, you know, the last couple of weeks, um, businesses are going to be wanting to catch up. They want to be making up for lost time. But I really think, and I can't stress this enough, they need to be thinking um, and asking themselves, are we designing the jobs that are safe whilst maintaining the requirements of COVID and keeping a COVID safe uh, workplace? Have we got a COVID safe plan? Uh, we need to think about some key um, actions. And I'm going to list these for you now. So are we, we need to reassess the risks. So you might find when you go back to work that new risks have come to light that need to be effectively managed. You know, um, some hazards in the workplace can be things like financial and time pressures, violence, bullying and harassment. We listed some of these earlier and working in isolation. But 
again, we've mentioned, you know, that people are, are feeling stressed about job insecurity. Um, you know, there hasn't been potentially may not have been an income for a couple of weeks. So we need to connect to workers and find out how they're going, what this means for them, and what are we going to do as a business to help them through it. Consultation under the WHS Act is so important and it's such a big part of the Act. We need to be consulting our workers about what does this current situation mean right now? You know, what change is going to be um, uh, occurring, uh, you know, when they can return to work? Um, how are we going to communicate this to them? How are we going to make things clear? How are we going to help them to feel supported so they know that um, we're doing the best for them at that time? Planning the work, I can't, um, this is probably one of my um, key messages as a safety inspector, plan your work to make sure that workers understand what's happening, they have clear role clarity, manage that psychosocial hazard of having clear role clarity about what are we going to achieve as a team, as a business, as an individual on a work site. For um, businesses at large and um, um, managers in particular, monitor your and review the workload of your workers. Trying to catch up, we want to make sure that people are checking in, we want to make sure people are not rushing, and we want to prevent um, not only the mental health aspects, but the physical aspects. So um, just to reiterate, psychosocial hazards can lead to physical or mental injury, um, and we want to prevent those. So planning and then monitoring what you've put in place is really important. Once you've put in, um, a plan in place, um, Periodically, you need to go back and check that things are working. Check in with your workers. How's it going? Is everything okay? Um, how are we progressing as a team on the worksite? That's really critical. Um, and at this point, I think it's important to mention that if, uh, particularly for our bigger businesses, medium to large, there are tools that we've got to help you plan your work um, and identify the best approach for you. Things like people at work tools, so you can hop online to um, peopleatwork.gov. I think that's correct. I'll have to check. I'm um, sorry, but it's people at work um, tool and you can Google that. That is um, free. It's evidence-based survey uh, resources to help identify and manage risk to psychological health. And it's got lots of resources. And of course, we also have a code of practice for managing psychosocial hazards in the workplace, which has lots of tips and you can read it in, in sections. You don't have to read it as um, a, a big package. Yeah, thanks, Alex. That's some really good points. And I think when we first go back to work, it's probably a great time to stop, see the site with fresh eyes. Um, I know everybody will be needing to catch up on time, but just taking an hour or so to consult with the workers, have a chat, do a site check to check everything's safe and um, get back into it. Um, it's a yeah, good time to have a look at the site fresh after a couple of weeks off. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, great. Um, do you have any final messages for our listeners about managing mental health? Uh, mental well-being in the workplace, Jill? I do. Um, I couldn't echo more what Alex said as well in, in terms of doing that consultation and those check-ins, but I think it's really important to keep those communication channels open. Um, often we sort of step down and go off and then we don't connect anymore. So as a PCBU or a leader or a, um, a, a team leader, make sure you continue to support your staff by checking in with them regularly. It can just be a phone call if they're at home, um, organise a Zoom um, or, or, or Teams or an online catch-up. Um, it's important to, to do that because you can identify and recognise those changes as well. Um, check in with yourself as well. 
Um, you know, we always ask, are you okay? But uh, am I okay? So as the PCVU, how am I traveling? Um, do I need to access some support myself to get me through this time? Um, act early. So if you are recognizing the signs someone is struggling by being aware of their behavior or how their communication has changed, um, if you're trying to connect with them and you're not getting through to them, what does that mean? Um, and there's some great resources from Are You OK, which provides helpful information on, on how to um, do this remotely and also how to just have that conversation, start that conversation with someone and just find out how they're traveling. Um, I just want to reiterate our Mental Health at Work page, which is www.mentalhealthatwork.nsw.gov.au. Um, and again, jump online and have a look around at our COVID page, our free resources, and sign up for our free programs, in particular the direct practical coaching. That can be really tailored for construction um, sector. And so um, those experts on the other line will be able to really help you through um, some of the some of these challenging times. And then if you really need further assistance, don't hesitate to reach out to Safe Work New South Wales. Our number is 13 10 50. Thanks so much for your time today, Jill and Alex. And thanks to all our listeners for taking some time to listen about what you can do for your mental health workplace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Safety Cast. For COVID-19 specific information, visit nsw.gov.au. For more information from the SafeWork team, visit www.safework.nsw.gov.au or call 131050. If you need to report an incident, please phone 131050 or use the Speak Up app. And please feel free to pass this on to any of your industry colleagues. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.